Welcome to training from Scott Ross Online. Scott Ross is a highly sought after and internationally acclaimed personal development and leadership coach who speaks to more than 50,000 people a year. The same strategies he's taught top executives are available to you through programs like this one. We encourage you to take notes and listen to this audio multiple times for maximum results. And now, here's Scott. Welcome, everybody, to the 107th edition of the Scott Ross Leadership Podcast. I appreciate you guys who are taking time to listen to this live and on the podcast around the world. Uh, I want to apologize, first of all, for the gap between this episode and the previous episode. I know it's been quite a while. And, um, We've had a little bit going on personally in our family, not to bog down the podcast, but just so you know, we had a death in our family. And my wife also has been facing a pretty serious health issue that we had to address. So thank you for your patience. And I'm so grateful that you've stuck around to uh, get back to a new episode. Again, this is episode number 107. You're going to be able to find all the show notes to this episode at scottrossonline.com slash 107, scottrossonline.com slash 107. I'm going to be referencing several books and audios in this podcast, and you're going to be able to get the links to that there. We're going to dive right into today's topic. And, uh, I want to talk about something that we get told as leaders all the time and something that you hear in personal development all the time that is true and yet can become unhealthy if it's not given some perspective. Something that we hear all the time is that we need to be big picture thinkers. We need to think big. We need to have huge visions. We need to dream big. There's the power of positive thinking. There is the magic of thinking big. These are some of the most famous books in personal development history. And all of these things are very good. This is a very positive idea of thinking big, of having a big vision. As long as we make sure that that concept of thinking big and having a big vision serves its appropriate purpose, the value of that type of thinking can easily become distorted and actually become a root of self-sabotage on our road to success. See, you're a young entrepreneur and your dream is to make millions of dollars. So you have posters of Lamborghinis on your wall and you go shopping for your yacht. Only one problem. You make less than $30,000 a year and your paychecks aren't very consistent. See, what's going to happen is there's going to be a massive psychological disconnect and it will sabotage you. If all you do is focus on the big dream, the big picture, and that's the only place you live, you will end up sabotaging yourself because your psychological brain cannot actually believe it. It can't buy in. There's a very famous man in the personal development world named Brian Tracy, and one of his most uh, famous products is a audio program called The Psychology of Selling. And in The Psychology of Selling, which was one of the first personal development programs I ever purchased for myself well over 20 years ago, he talks about this problem. And he talked about people setting goals. And so, you know, I, I'm making up numbers. His numbers were a little bit different. But he, the idea is you set a goal, I'm going to earn $500,000 this year. Well, you've never even made $75,000 in a year. And so because you set a goal for $500,000 but never even made seventy five. 
5,000, your subconscious brain can't believe it and it can't digest it. And so it's just not ever going to happen. And then you miss the $500,000 by a mile and you feel like a failure and it takes you out of the game. So what is the purpose of this big picture thinking of the big vision? It's valuable if it operates within its ideal purpose, which is to provide you with a guidepost and a compass. It's something we've talked about a lot in this podcast, but with success, it's much like a journey and you have a destination. So you want to drive across country, you know the city where you want to go. That city out there at the end of your journey is your big picture dream, your big picture vision. So we need it because we need to know where we're going. And we do need to think big because we need something that's going to take us out of where we are right now. I mean, there's no reason to go through the growth process, to go through the pain of exiting our comfort zone if what we're envisioning is the same size as what we've already got. We need something bigger than what we've already got to get us to move. The only reason you move is to alleviate some sort of discomfort. You want something you don't currently have. If you're sitting on the couch and all your needs are met, You're never getting off the couch, but all of a sudden, man, I really like something to drink. Boom. You're getting off the couch. The big picture vision is that thing that enables us to move. And if it's big enough, it will keep us moving for a long time. So putting it out there as a destination and a compass is good. And then it serves as a, as a guidepost, you know, on your journey, you're looking up from time to time and reflecting on where it is you said you wanted to go and a making sure you still want to go there and not some other place, and B, you're going, okay, am I heading in that direction? You know, if you leave Los Angeles wanting to go to New York and you find yourself staring at the Pacific Ocean, you've probably gone the wrong direction. So it serves, having that big picture and that guidepost can serve us if we're every now and then just looking up and saying, hey, am I still heading in the right direction? Hey, is that still the place I want to go? But if all we do is think about the big picture every day, all day, it's going to cause us to be in a very unhealthy place. Imagine trying to drive across country. Let's say I want to go from Dallas to New York. I'm going from the southern end of the United States to the northern end of the United States. And all I do the entire journey is just think about New York. That's it. I only have New York on my mind all the time. I don't actually think about whether I've got gas in the car. I don't think about whether I'm taking the right street. I just keep thinking, man, New York's going to be awesome. Can't wait to get to New York. New York is the bomb. New York's the big apple. It's a big vision. It's a big dream. And guess what? I'll probably never get there. And even if I did get there, it would take me a really long time. So as leaders, today's message is this. Let's not focus on the big picture. Let's have a big picture. Let's have a big dream. But let's focus on the little picture. I want to talk today about being little picture thinkers. So let me give you some ideas for this. And we could talk about this for hours. And I'm going to hope that you are going to come away from this and have even more ideas than the one I'm, ones I'm going to give you as examples right now. And what I'd love for you to do is, you know, go to scottrossonline.com and in the, in the notes page down at the bottom, leave your comments, leave your thoughts for the rest of our leadership community to benefit from. But let me give you some ideas of ways that you could begin to focus on the little picture that would have dramatic 
impacts on your results. Let's talk about income. Let's talk about the thing that all entrepreneurs are thinking about all the time, money. Now, again, most people are thinking about, man, I want to be rich. I can't wait to get a million dollars. I'm going to get $10 million. I'm going to get $100 million. I'm going to be a billionaire. Okay. Instead of having our all of our thoughts be on that big picture idea, let's have a little picture focus of instead of an amount of income, let's have consistency of income. Let's focus on income consistency. See, instead of how much money you make, it's how predictable is the money that you make. A big, big hurdle for the average entrepreneur is to have consistent income, something that they can look out and no is reliable, is forecastable, is predictable. I know for sure every week I make at least this much money as an entrepreneur. Every month I make at least this much money. See, for me, if I'm your mentor, I would just tell you, I would be way more fired up for you to earn $1,000 a month like clockwork than to make $5,000 once every now and then. Because we can grow what is consistent. We can expand what we know works. Until it's consistent, we're just grasping at straws. We're shooting in the dark. So here's a little picture litmus test for you and your business. How consistent is your income? Is your income fluctuating dramatically from week to week or month to month? Do you have some weeks that you make a bunch of money and some weeks you make no money, some months you make a bunch of money and some months you make no money? Well, what could you do to make sure it's consistent? Let's ask this question. Why is my income inconsistent? What is the cause of those disruptions? Why does it go up and down. And maybe you can't figure that out. That's a good discussion to have with your mentor. Here's what's going on. I need more income consistency. They may have ideas for places to go look to diagnose the inconsistency in your income. Is it that you don't have a consistent pipeline, for example? You know, one of the things that a lot of entrepreneurs do is they get into this vicious cycle of they spend a bunch of time trying to find customers, and then once they get the customers, they spend a bunch of time, quote, servicing that customer. And while they're servicing those customers, they aren't putting new customer prospects in the pipeline. And so they finish servicing that one batch of customers. And guess what? They're out of people. They're out of income. They got to start over. So we need a, a mechanism where we've got the consistent pipeline development happening at the same time that we've got customer service happening. These are just some things that is going to be individual for you to consider, but you just need to, you need to sit and think about this, ponder this. Why do I have inconsistency? What is the cause and what could I do to make it more consistent? Now, another little picture example is, let's say your income is relatively consistent. Then the next little picture vision for you would be getting your income to become $1 more than your bills. $1 more. Not a million dollars, not a hundred million, $1 more. See, a lot of entrepreneurs get, get frustrated because they're comparing themselves to people they see 
out in the marketplace that may be winning at a higher level and they're thinking, well, I'm not making $100,000 a month. I'm not making a million dollars a year. I haven't had the big home run yet. And they're losing sight of how great this life as an entrepreneur can be. All you need is $1 more in income than you have in bills and you have a sustainable model that means you never have to go get a, quote, job again in your life. Wouldn't that be a win for most of you. And again, once we have it consistent and then we get it to a dollar more than our bills, a lot of stress comes off of us. We now know that we can keep doing this in perpetuity. And now we can make another step in the process, be growing that from a dollar more than our bills to $100 more than our bills, then $1,000 more than our bills, and so forth. Take your eyes off of the gigantic prize of whatever that is in your in your mind, the getting rich part, and get it focused on consistency followed by just enough to ensure that you can keep going, that you never need to get a job. Okay. Another great uh, place you can focus that's little picture thinking would be on your systems. How many systems do you have in place to ensure your income happens without you? See, there's a famous book called The E-Myth by Michael Gerber, and uh, they've actually revised it several times. I believe the title of it is now E-Myth Revisited. We will have the link to this book in the show notes at scottrossonline.com slash 107. But Michael Gerber transformed entrepreneurial thinking when he illuminated entrepreneurs to the fact that what happens for most people is they go into business for themselves for some supposed freedom and liberty and a lot of other things. And what they end up doing is building themselves another job. And so you have the entrepreneur just basically stuck with a job that is no different. In fact, in many ways, it's less desirable than the job that they had before because they're on their own. It doesn't come with any of the little perks that a job even has. So what we want to do and what Michael Gerber talks about in this book, The E-Myth, is we want to create systems so that we are not the key ingredient to our income production. So here's a small picture or a little picture litmus test. How dependent is your income on your effort? How dependent is your income on your effort? If it's 100%, we've got to make that a very critical little picture focus for you. See, for me, I'm at the place where my income is almost depend I have almost zero dependency on my effort. I mean, when I do things, I can make the income go up, but nothing I do really can cause my income to go down. If I sit and do nothing, if I just get up in the morning and I don't know, play video games or something that I would never do. But if I just did that, my income would just stay the same because I have systems in place that ensure my income will exist pretty much forever. So here's a reflection time exercise for you. Ask yourself how dependent your income is on your efforts and then ask yourself, what could I immediately do, immediately do to reduce my income's dependence on me? 
I assure you, if your goal, if that big dream out there, the big picture thinking is for you to be, you know, making a really huge amount of money, it is never going to happen if you are the sole source of your income because there's only so many hours in a day and you can only produce so much by yourself without any systems or support or other leaders around. So we've got to make this a key little picture focus. Okay. Of course, we couldn't do a leadership podcast if we didn't also talk about leadership. Leadership should be a little picture focus for you as well. Now, some people will say, well, that's a big picture idea. Absolutely, it is. And in the, in the long run and out there on the horizon, what you might have a vision to achieve in terms of the leaders that you develop and, you know, the the culture that you put together, that is absolutely a big picture idea. But a lot of us, again, we're thinking about the big picture And we're never thinking about the little picture. And if we don't think about the little picture, the big picture is never going to happen. So true success as a leader, and you should write this down. True success is called succession. True success is called succession. As a leader and an entrepreneur, you should be thinking about who are the people that are going to succeed you, who are going to follow after you, take the mantle from you and take it further and higher than you could have ever taken it yourself. You know, most people who listen to this podcast know that I'm a follower of Christ. And one of the most remarkable things about Christ as a leader to me was his strategy because he said something really crazy. And again, you, if you're not a believer, if you're not a Christian, it's no big deal. The analogy will work for you. It, he, he supposedly, if you're a Christian, you believe that he is God incarnate. He is actually God come as a man. So here we have this infinitely wise and powerful being. And he's standing there on earth and he says to his followers, I've got to leave. It is better if I leave and I send the Holy Spirit to you. And the reason was that the Holy Spirit would be him dwelling in his followers so that they could be him throughout the earth. Now, I think about this and I think that is a crazy idea. I mean, if I could choose whether I have Jesus actually on earth or he's not here, in my natural mind, I would think, well, having him here would be way better, but he's wiser than me. This is why he's a better leader than I am, because he understood as one man in his form as a man, he could only be one place at one time. He could only touch so many people. He could only accomplish so much. But he told his followers, you're going to do greater things than I have ever done. That's a remarkable claim because he did amazing things. But he says that because when he leaves, we succeed him. And now we have millions of us that are him out there to the masses, touching way more people, making way bigger impact. This is the vision for us as leaders. True success as a leader is not for you to become the grand poobah that everybody comes to see and that everything comes through you and that you're the constraint on the whole process, that you're like the bottleneck to the whole thing. Wrong. Your success comes from succession, from raising up leaders who can take over and go and do way bigger things than you could have ever done by yourself.
And by the way, as leaders, we should be staying one step ahead of our followers. They should be pushing us out of what we're doing now so that we can go to another level and do something even bigger that they haven't conceived of yet because they're at a lower level of development in their personal and leadership development process. So we bring them up, we move to the next level. Then we bring them up again, we move to the next level. And we just spiral upward together. And the most fabulous leaders in the world are going to be the people that look back on a lifetime of investing in their people and continually raising them up, raising them up, raising them up. And when we all look back on it, we're going to think, my gosh, we have come uh, so far. We have accomplished so much because we did this by raising up future leaders. You can't go to the next level if you stay where you are. I know that sounds ridiculous to say, but it's just true. And we've got to have this little picture focus on raising up leaders. So here's some small picture areas to focus on regarding leadership. Here's some questions to ask yourself. How many leaders in your organization are at least 80% as good as you in one or more key areas of the business? Let me ask it again. How many leaders in your organization are at least 80% as good as you are in one or more key areas of the business. The second question you can ask yourself is, what is the health of your leadership pipeline? Meaning, do you have line of sight to up-and-coming leaders who are going to push that first tier of leaders? So if you're the leader at the top and you have a tier of leaders you're cultivating and raising up, do you have line of sight to people that are on a tier below them that can be brought up and that they can be developing so they can be learning to develop leaders? What is the health of your leadership pipeline? If the answer to question number one for how many people in your organization are at least 80% as good as you are, if the question is if the answer to that question is less than two, You've got to ask yourself why that is. What are you doing that is suppressing leadership development or what are you not doing to provide a leadership development track? And then if your answer to the second question is, I don't have a healthy leadership pipeline, I can't see line of sight, this gives you a, a little picture focus on how to mentor your leaders. You're raising up a tier of leaders, but they are not raising up those leaders. So we need to get into their life and teach them and mentor them and coach them on how to raise up their own set of leaders who can succeed them. All right. We've covered couple things. We've covered income consistency and also getting to a place that you have income sustainability, more than a dollar, a dollar more than your bills. We've talked about your systems. We've talked about leadership. The last thing I want to talk about is having a little picture focus on productivity rather than activity. Productivity rather than activity. Too many entrepreneurs spend the majority of their time on things that will not make them money. They confuse activity with productivity. Meanwhile, they're thinking big. They're going to be rich. They got a big vision. But for the most part, they're just being delusional. There's almost no problem in the world that massive action won't solve as long as that action is income producing. When most people come to me and they tell me the problems that with their businesses, 99.9% of the time, it's because they are not doing enough. It is that simple. If they would just flip a switch, 
put the pedal down to the floor and do way more, they would get results. So here's a good test. Sit down and make a list of all the things that will directly make you money in your business. And that's the catch. It must have direct impact on making you money. For instance, reading a book on sales, even though it will ultimately make you more effective and help you close more deals, doesn't count. That will have an indirect impact on your income. It will not have a direct impact on your income. Make a list of the things that will have a direct impact on your income. For most of you, the list should be very short. For me, it is really short. It's setting appointments and presenting my product. That's it. If I'm not setting appointments and presenting my product, I'm not doing income producing activity for my personal business. So make your list. Now, here's where the tough love part comes in. Go to your calendar and add up how many hours you spent last week doing what you wrote down on the list. For a lot of people listening, you're not even going to be able to classify it in hours. You're going to have to classify it in minutes because there's not enough time. This is a place for serious little picture focus. The day that the majority of your calendar is filled with the activity on that list is the day you're going to start to actually get the big dream that we started with in the beginning. Don't confuse activity with productivity. Spend your time. Schedule your time. Make it a little picture focus to get your calendar filled with those income-producing activities on your list rather than everything else. Shove everything else to the side. And all those things, by the way, will take care of themselves because there's very few problems you can't beat to death with a checkbook. So let's review. We want to think big picture. We want a big dream. We want a big vision. Yes, yes, yes. Do not misunderstand me. I want you thinking big, but I want it to be out there as your destination, as your compass, as your guidepost. And once you've got it in your mind, I want you to take your focus off of it and put it on these little picture ideas. Let's focus on income consistency. Let's focus on income sustainability. Let's focus on systems so that we aren't, you know, going to work ourselves into a job and run ourselves ragged and never be become free. Let's focus on leadership development, getting people who can succeed us because success is succession. And let's focus on productivity versus activity. I'm sure there's a lot of other areas we could have little picture focuses. I'd love your feedback. Go to scottrossonline.com slash 107. You can leave your feedback there. And also guys, if you would go on to iTunes and rate and review this, it would mean the world to me. It is a huge impact on whether people can find us or not if this show has been rated and reviewed just type up a little review again my gratitude will be overflowing if you would do that i hope this has added value to you until next time guys keep raising your leadership lid let's be little picture thinkers and we'll shock the world until next time bye-bye we hope you have enjoyed this audio program for more resources to further your development as a world-class leader and for success strategies and tactics in all areas of your life, please visit scottrossonline.com. And be sure to connect with Scott on Facebook and Twitter using the ID at scottrossonline.